episode of the Cheap Champ Podcast, Season 2, where we talk to business owners about the cost of making money. Because everybody likes to say, this is how much I'm making. But they don't like to talk about how much they're spending. And today, I have another special guest. Would you care to introduce yourself? Sure. Maxime Pittman. Um, I'm the CEO and founder of Tress Obsessed Beauty Vending Machines. Awesome. As you see, that is big time. And we are right now here in Delamo Mall in California. We are going to talk about businessing, business vending, e-commerce, just being a business owner, all in general. So I want to get you today because we actually met in the gym working out because we, yes. we like to stay fit in California. Yes. Um, working out <laughs> and we just started chatting. We started, I found out that you had a business, a vending machine business, which is great. Mm-hmm. But what I wanted to know was, because I've talked to business, business, vending machine owners in the past, I want to talk about the relationship getting the products in the vending machine right because right. i can buy a vending machine tonight right that doesn't mean i know anybody right or a brand to get a reputable product in the machine and exactly. also you know talking about vending machine there's only so much foot traffic you can get of course but with e-commerce i can be in texas i can buy mm-hmm. california i can buy exactly so exactly. i wanted exactly. to talk about those things today so okay you know if you could just tell us uh quickly uh how did you get into the vending machine or just get into business in the first place yeah i mean um you know i'm a woman so you know we love doing our makeup doing our hair um you know i used to work at a beauty supply a while ago one of my mentors um at the time owned her own own like her own beauty supply um stores as well um throughout california and atlanta um and then i also um had decided that you know i was like okay i want to do an online beauty supply but I didn't want to keep doing everything that everybody else was doing. And I've always been fascinated by vending machines in general. Um, So, you know, just Japan and Dubai and traveling all over the world and seeing all the fun and like, you know, innovative type of ideas, you know, vending machine isn't like snacks and sandwiches and sodas anymore. It's like people selling pizza and cupcakes and gold bars and people sell caviar and like live seafood in Japan and vending machines. And I was always so fascinated by that. Um, And, you know, obviously the pandemic hit and I realized like I can't have, um, you know, a store, you know, a lot of the people who I know who owned brick and mortar stores, they were losing their stores because they couldn't pay their rent at home or their mortgage at home and pay a lease on a building when they weren't getting any customers or any profits and revenue. So I was like, why don't I do vending machines um, with beauty products in them? And I had talked to a few of my mentors. I had two mentors at the time I had spoken to about it. They thought it was a fabulous idea. And I decided like, hey, I'm going to take my own savings and fund my vending machines with it. So that was what I ended up doing. You know, I worked on it while I was work- I was still working from home, you know, working in corporate America during the pandemic. Um, so I still had, you know, the evenings and the weekends to work on my business. And that's sort of just how it came about. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, you, met, you mentioned something uh, very important, still being able to make money without having uh, brick and mortar, mm-hmm. which means e-commerce. Yeah. Why don't you have a website? Everybody needs a website nowadays. If you don't have a website, then what the hell are you doing? Yeah, no, Even yeah. Even a grocery store has a website, so I can deliver it to your house. Right. Who don't have no website? If you don't have a website, you don't have a business. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, as you were building your um, vending machine company, what was it like getting the relationship with the products and the brands? Like, right. 
You don't just DM somebody and right. make that happen. I think a lot of people think you just, well, I'm going to DM Walmart and get on the shelf. Mm -hmm. You know the hell you're not. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I've, you know, I worked in sales and marketing for the majority of my corporate career. And a lot of, you know, no matter, no matter if you're selling a toothbrush or you're going door to door and you're selling insurance or you're selling people over the phone, you know, I've done several jobs where I'm selling products, you know, over the, you know, over text and over, you know, the internet or through a website versus talking to people on the phone versus talking to people over video, over FaceTime, you know, Zoom, Google Meet, things like that. And everything is the same in terms of relationships and building that relationship. People are not going to buy anything from you if they don't feel like you have value. And if, if you don't create that, if you don't find a re way to relate to them. Um, obviously, you know, with my vending machines and my brand, the majority of women who are purchasing from me are women of color. So they know they already know how to relate to me because I look like them. I have the same plights and the same pain points with my hair and with my skin and with the beauty products that I use as they do. So that part was easy um, in terms of the brands, um, you know there's different types of ways that you can um, get relationships with brands and it all depends on how large the brand is. You know, there's some black owned hair companies that I carry in my, in my machine who, you know, I didn't have to create any relationship with them. It was just, you know, um, going through the correct channels in terms of distribution, you know, knowing the correct people um, where I could get my hands on bulk orders and things of that sort, or they already had an avenue, I'm sorry, an avenue for um, wholesalers to go through their website and just fill out a form. And then they just, you know, a lot of them will examine your company, go to your website, go on your Instagram, go on your Facebook, see how you interact with your customers and then decide, okay, you know, we think that this is a brand that, you know, for our brand will allow you to carry it in your vending machines or in your store or at your kiosk or your cart or whatever the case may be. Um, for smaller brands, I do carry smaller brands um, that have the same following and started around the same time as myself. Um, for them, you know, it's not that hard. You know, you just reach out to them and say, hey, you know, would you like to do a partnership with me? Um, right now, I'm doing a 90 day and 120 day um, brand partnerships because I have, you know, when we went viral last year, I had a ton of people. I probably had you know, over 100, maybe 200 DMs from other black women, other women of color who had small businesses and sold hair products or skin products or beauty products that were like, please carry my product in, in your machine. And for them, it's like, I have to have my own process because it's like, I want to know, are you interacting with your, you know, with your, um, with your people? Are you engaging? How much money are you making per month? Is your product selling? Because if your product is not selling, it's not going to sell in my machines either. Um, so I have to have my own process for that as well. Um, you know, with a lot of the suppliers that I work with, it's easy because they have several brands that they offer and I just have to go, you know, go there, speak with them, fill out, um, you know, forms and things of that sort. I kind of got lucky because one of my mentors, I told you, had her own beauty supply company. So she kind of grandfathered me in with um, with other, you know, with beauty supply um, suppliers and manufacturers and, distri and distributors. That way it's like, okay, cool. I don't have to go through the whole process of trying to interview with them because a lot of these large suppliers that carry some of these big brands, they don't, if you're just a little company, they're going to be like, who are you? Like, we're not going to let you carry these products, you know? So I got kind of lucky, you know, one of my mentors kind of grandfathered me in, in terms of that, because she already had a relationship with them. But a lot of them, you do have to create relationships with them. I'm working on a supplier right now where I'm trying to create a relationship with them so I can sell their products. So it's all about relationships. And when you're trying to sell products, how do you decide which products are good? Because there's a thousand products for women. So it's like, uh, well, that's a how lot do too. I know? I mean, like I said, you have 
90 days to 120. Mm-hmm. So if it's not selling, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're moving it out. But yeah. If you want to refill that space, how do you decide which space should be refilled? Because like you just said, you can't just come up to me. I'm going to put your stuff in there. So of what's course. that process like? Um, it's a, it's a long process. I mean, everything is trial and error. I mean, when you, you know, I'll just give you an example. Um, If you go to a Nike store, you know, not everything in a Nike store is popular and selling all the time. You know, so they're, they're going to switch stuff out and they're going to put stuff on clearance and they're going to put it on their website as clearance and then mark it down by 50 percent or 60 percent and then just sell it because those items are not selling um, with with a lot of the process of what I do is. Um, you know, we'll put stuff out there, um, you know, leave it up there for maybe three to five months, see if it sells. If it doesn't sell, we pull it. And then, and I watch a lot of the trends that are going on, you know, trends on YouTube with makeup artists with, you know, just with women in general. And I follow, you know, 2000, 3000 different beauty pages, celebrity pages to see what people are doing and what's trending. And then we decide, okay, you know what, this is selling a lot. Or if we have a certain product or a certain brand that sells really well in the machine already, I go and I look at other products that that brand sells in their product line. And then I decide, okay, well, if, you know, these two or three products are selling from this particular brand, okay, maybe we'll try, you know, one or two other products from the same brand and see if those sell as well as these are. So there's several different ways that we think about it. And then also it's depending on the market too. You know, we have, I have six machines and four in, you know, I have four active locations right now. We're looking for two other locations and every location is going to be different. What might sell really well in LA might not sell really well in, you know, in Phoenix or Chicago or Atlanta or, you know, Miami. So then that goes into play too. It's a very long process and I'm still learning myself as a new, you know, business person, new entrepreneur. So, well, I know you also have your website down here. So you also had the potential to sell anything, anywhere. Yes. And yes. I also, I sell online cause I, I teach financial literacy. So I teach, you know, I sell courses and I don't sell anything physical, mm-hmm. but website traffic is important. Right. And I'm going through the whole SEO process right now, mm-hmm. trying to get the keywords and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So how do you find running the physical vending machine versus running the website with e-commerce? Because, you know, I don't know if you do drop shipping mm-hmm. and everything just kind of comes through or, you know, you actually mailing the products out. Right. So what's that process like? Yeah. Yeah, we're not doing drop shipping yet. I'm still drop shipping is still at the, you know, sitting on my shoulder trying to figure out if I want to do it or not. Um, just because we sell several different we have over 60 different products and over 30 brands 30 to 35 brands on my website so drop shipping the business model of drop shipping all the kinks would have to be worked out in order to do that so right now you know me and my interns are mailing people's orders out still physically which i'm fine with for right now um what my focus big what my big focus is right now is making sure the vending machines have good locations, have traffic, you know, locations that have good traffic, locations where they're going to be seen. Um, as you can see, you know, from the decal we have here, and then just even the the artwork on my machines, my machines are their own walking billboards. Right. So we want them to be seen. We want them to be in areas where, with high traffic, where people are going to see them, where people are going to want to buy from them, and where our demographic is shopping, which is women of color, um, for the most part, men of color. Um, so um, in terms of what you were saying with our website, um, we're still mailing out orders. We're thinking about doing drop shipping. Um, we're still, you know, we're we're actually getting ready to do a big push and and switch our website over from um, uh, Squarespace over to Shop, um, Shopify um, because I just feel like it has more to offer in terms of you know pushing people to the website, you know, um, abandoned cart emails, things of that sort, SMS marketing, things of that sort, so that 
we can get more people to the website purchasing because, you know, I have, I'm, I only have six machines. I plan on having, you know, 30, 35 machines, but right now in the next two to three years, there's going to be girls in little towns in Denver or little towns in, you know, in Seattle or wherever that aren't going to have access to my vending machine. So I want them to be able to go online and have, you know, have a similar experience without having to get to one of our vending machines and just have it delivered to their door. So, okay. Yeah. And um, what kind of products do you, so I know we haven't really talked about that. What, um, if someone is listening to this podcast right now, mm -hmm. they come to your vending machine or go to your website, what can they expect to find? Yeah, we have several different parts. So um, I want to make it very clear. We only sell travel size, easy, convenient, easy to carry products that you can throw in your luggage, in your carry-on, in your purse, in your gym bag. We sell products for men and women, but mainly women. Um, we sell, you know, anything from travel size. All of them are five ounces, four ounces or less. Um, so travel size uh, shampoo, conditioner. We sell uh, hair oils. We sell... Um, um, detangler spray, like curl, curls, leave-in spray. Um, we sell hair gel. We sell mousse. We sell hairspray. We sell, um, we sell stuff for wigs. We sell like face masks. We sell convenience items as well, like Q-tips, you know, mirror, you know, compact mirrors, things of that sort. But most of it is hair products and beauty products that we sell. So a lot of the stuff that women would see at their local beauty supply or their local Sally's, but just in smaller, convenient travel sizes. And, um, you know, my, the podcast is about uh, cost of doing business. Mm -hmm. What would you say some of the expenses that come along? Oh, my you gosh. Money, you you got to spend, spend money. money. And people want to say, you know, you're sitting at home, you listen to somebody. I made 20000 over the years. I made $40,000. Okay, that's good. Mm -hmm. How much did it cost you? You act like you don't have no rent. You don't have to pay anybody. You don't have any suppliers to pay. I'm curious, you know, what are some of the startup costs that are associated with the, your right. industry? Oh my God. Well, obviously there's, you know, the cost of the machine, um, which can be anywhere between $1,500 to $18,000, depending on what type of machine you want, um, where you purchase it, what type of features you want on the machine, how you want the machine to look, you know, even things like decals and printing are not free. Um, so, and then all the, obviously the operational costs, meaning, you know, you have to get internet connected to these machines so that people can run their um, credit cards on them. Wait a minute, you need internet to run these? Yes, you oh, do. Damn. Yes. So you have to have a separate internet. Bill you have to have a machine? separate internet for every single machine, unless you want to, um, you know, if you want to run off free Wi-Fi from the venue, yeah, and then, yeah, no, oh no. <laughs> so, and the reason we don't use free Wi-Fi is, um, people's credit cards, credit card information is going through these machines, ah, and if someone hacks the, you know, we, I cannot, no, that's a, too much of a liability. You right, can get sued that for that. So. Yeah, no. So um, can you hear me? Am I good on the mic? OK, cool. Um, and then so, yeah, so operational costs and then obviously, you know, hiring someone, you know, I hire employees in every single city that I have my machines in to go there, you know, once a week, once every two weeks to go stock the machine, clean the machine, check it, make sure the Internet is still on, you know, just, you know, regular retail, you know, employees. Um, so paying my employees, um, operational costs like Wi-Fi, obviously inventory. Uh, there's probably about almost two thousand dollars worth of inventory in this machine alone on top of the cost of the machine um obviously little miscellaneous stuff like supplies you need to clean it um you know if anything breaks on the machine all my all of my machines are brand new so we haven't had any huge repairs or anything but a lot of these people that are in the vending machine industry are buying used machines used machines start to break so i hope whoever is listening if you're buying a used machine 
I hope you know how to fix it, is all I'm saying. Get your so. repairman. <laughs> repairman, repairman. Hey, hey, you better call the plumber and the vending machine repairman. Yeah. I had no idea you had to pay for Wi-Fi. Yes. So, and, and you know... And, and then, it, and I still haven't gotten into rent. Some of these venues charge rent. Some of them want a commit, you know, want a percentage of your commission. Ooh, so, ooh. yeah. So then there's that too, y'all. Yes. I can, could you imagine you get paid and then somebody's going to, I need my cut. Yeah. I took you to work. Could you imagine just the. Work? And we haven't even gotten into the largest um, expense, marketing, oh, PR, all of that. The black so, hole. Yeah. Marketing so. is a black, just throw the money, throw the money. And yeah. something comes out of it. Yeah. It's really hard to track. It's like, how do you know how many sales are coming from this picture? How many? How do you know what's coming from a billboard? Exactly. It's hard to track it. Yeah. Coca-Cola like, click. spends money. Mm-hmm. And they're one of the big McDonald's, Coca-Cola. Yeah. I tell people that all the time. I'm like, you don't want to pay for marketing, but Coca-Cola does? Who the hell do you think you are? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's marketing. And every time when you have a business, every time you turn around, it's something that you have to pay for. And it's not like $50. It's like, oh, yeah, people sending me invoices, $500, $750. I paid an invoice yesterday, $800. Like, it's, yeah. It's, and everybody's not in their 30s. And <laughs> so do a farm receipt. Oh, no. Some of them. Oh, yeah. Some of them are like, pay me now. So let me go. Yeah. Get you on the next check and this again goes back to what you were talking about in the beginning about relationships. When you're creating relationships with vendors, you can't just be like, oh yeah, well, I'm gonna pay them when I'm gonna pay them because you may need these people down the line in terms of reference, you know, professional references. Like I have, you know, I have, I want to say maybe five or six lines of credit under my business name and who you think put in the good word for me on those lines of credit, my professional references from vendors that I was paying before that. So you want to make sure you pay your people on time. Always, you want to make sure you pay your vendors on time. Always, pay your people on time. As you all know, I'm an accountant. I'm the person that emailed you for the money. Yep. Where's the money? We need it, and I'm gonna email you every single day till you pay. Yeah, it's so a lot. Um, in conclusion of this podcast episode, for someone, um, I know it's like trying to get started. You can figure that out online. (laughs) What's something that somebody can't figure out? that they can only find out from you as far as getting businesses started or what do you just want to tell people just want them to know yeah i mean we i mean if they're interested in um you know starting their own business we sell an ebook like a vending basics ebook um i sell it for 49.99 on my website if you just want a starter guide that's just a beginner guide to give you you know all of the things that you'll go through and just be a starter manual on what to look out for if you're starting a vending machine business and it doesn't necessarily have to be a beauty business if you want to sell nikes or underwear or food or whatever whatever you want to sell on a vending machine that will give you just a regular blueprint just to start. Um, if you want more, you know, if you have questions that are going to take me a lot longer to answer, I definitely have. Um, we sell a one-on-one consultation as well. So we can do video, you know, FaceTime um, or, you know, over the phone um, for people that just want to do over the phone consultation. It's a 30 minutes to an hour and we charge 250 to 350 um, for that on my website. And that can be booked on my website as well. Um, but for people just looking, you know, we have all of our locations, um, on our website. Um, and then if you don't have one of our vending machines anywhere near you or in your state or your city, you can purchase all of the items that we have in our vending machines on our website. So we carry, um, over 60 products and over 30 brands, um, on our website. Check the website. It's rolling across the bottom. Make sure you go support. And, you know, it's nice to see that, you know, women of color are supporting other women of color. 
Thank you. You know, because you are, you know, like you say, you're proud to support women of color. Now, me personally, I, you know, the term women of color, black women, because there's a lot of colors out there and we don't all support the same. So <laughs> let's get that straight. There's a hell of a lot of colors and things with different bucks of color. So, but I like the fact that you're supporting women of color. Yeah, of course. And that you are, uh, you know, coming on the podcast to give you information. And also, you got to go do podcasts to promote your business. Yeah. Because you heard those prices. Everything is not free. So that hmm. free guide is not going to get you where you want to go. Exactly. You have to spend that money. And a lot yeah. of times as business owners, new business owners, people don't want to spend the money. Of course. The free train don't have no gas in it. Of course. Of course. So the free train only goes downhill. So, um, and the last question is, what would you like to see your business do in 2022? What, what would you like to manifest this year? You know, whether that be 20 vending machines mm -hmm. in every state. Whether that be a million dollars in sales, what would you like to manifest? Um, we're doing a big push for airports and um, HBCU college campuses right now. So shout out to the HBCUs. So, yeah, we're doing a big push for, you know, airports, um, you know, places that are high traffic that have, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that can use our products um, and use our and use the convenience of because these are not necessarily my products. You know, these are products from brands that people know and people love women of color, uh, but not necessarily that, but can use the convenience of having the Tress Obsess and my brand of our vending machines, um, you know, because they're on people are on the go. People are going to class. People are getting on flights. People are going to business meetings. They're going to work. You know, a lot of us, the majority of Americans live a on the go, fast paced lifestyle now. And we you know, and we want to shop on the go, too. That's why we all are glued to our phones. Um, so in terms of what I want my business to be, I mean, I want my business to become my brand to become a household name in the next three to five years, um, doing a big push for other large beauty brands that want us to carry their products in, in our machines. I won't say which brands, but we have a lot coming for 2022 and 2023 um, in terms of locations, um, products that we carry and just the overall shopping experience for our customers. Well, you've heard it. Support black women, support uh, business. And like I said, we are here to talk about small businesses and we want to promote people in small business. And this has been, I've been your host, Malcolm Hall. And once again, if you want to learn anything about financial literacy, improve your credit, fix your budget, go to www.stressmoneyless.com. We want to thank our sponsors, Cheap Not Broke. Remember, if you're cheap, you'll never be broke. We want to thank our guest, the CEO of My Trust, Obsessed. Miss Maxine, thank you for having us today. Of course, of and course. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.